Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we will be discussing an article from the October issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Fall Fly Control for Pastured Cattle. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dave Boxler, who's at the West Central Research and Extension Center. Thanks for joining me today, Dave. Good morning, Aaron. Well, Dave, this has been kind of an interesting fall in that in parts of the state uh, in September, we had a pretty hard killing frost, but for a lot of the state, uh, that didn't occur. And we've also seen, in many cases, much above normal temperatures as we've gone through September and now as we start October here. That's resulted in some fly populations on pasture cattle that are higher than maybe we would typically see for this time of year. That's really the focus of the article that you wrote. Share more with us about what you're seeing in terms of fly populations and what are maybe some options for producers as they think about control. Certainly. Well, um, we have seen a a pretty substantial horn fly population on our pastured cattle throughout uh, Nebraska through most of the summer. And as you indicated in uh, earlier that uh, some parts of the state uh, did receive a, a pretty good freeze. Uh, however, uh, most of the state uh, remained uh, uh, without that frost. Uh, that may change here in a few days, but uh, we've had to deal with uh, higher hornfly numbers. The populations were well above the economic injury level of 200 flies. And uh, I certainly entertained a lot of uh, complaints from uh, clientele indicating that they're control measures uh, used during the summertime were, were failing and um, they needed to uh, make a change and uh, apply some other form of fly control. And certainly that is the case uh, for most of us. And at this time, uh, what starts to happen naturally with, with horn flies is as we enter September, historically they would go into a a condition called diapause, which is a suspended state of the life cycle development. And that is really driven by temperature. And in the past, uh, we would say that diapause would start probably after Labor Day. And then you start to see the populations just kind of go away naturally. However, with the warm temperatures that we experienced in September, the horn flies uh, kept their life cycle moving forward and, and reproducing. Now, diapause for horn flies starts to occur when the 24-hour temperature averages around 68 degrees. Then as the 24-hour temperature averages fall below that, diapause really uh, starts to take into play. But we did not see those temperatures until the latter part of uh, September for most of the state. So that kind of explains why we had a, a higher than normal uh, hornfly population this year. But we're starting to see temperatures drop and we should start to see the hornfly numbers uh, certainly decline. Now, if you are still experiencing uh, high hornfly numbers, a rescue treatment certainly is uh, necessary. And that is going to be limited to either a pour-on insecticide, uh, usually with a synthetic pyrethroid, or a animal spray. Uh, Those two methodologies work the best this time of the year. 
The poron will give you anywhere from 21 to 28 days of control. A animal spray will give you approximately 10 days of control. So that should, if an application is made now, that should take you through the end of the fly season. Now, we also have two other flies that we've been dealing with uh, on pasture cattle. The second one is the face fly. And we had a, an extremely high face fly population through a significant part of Nebraska this summer. Uh, I've entertained a lot of complaints from producers about pink eye issues and the face fly mechanically vectors the causative agent of, of pink eye, the bacteria Moraxella bovis. And those numbers uh, continued to be fairly high through middle September. Now, the face fly also goes through a, uh, a diapause called reproductive diapause. This occurs when the average daylight length drops below 12 and a half hours. And this year in Nebraska, that occurred on September 13th. So as we lose day length, the uh, male and female face fly will seek shelter to overwinter, and usually that's in heated or unheated buildings, especially in the attic areas and wall cavities of those buildings. And uh, they will start uh, finding uh, places of refuge. And uh, once the temperatures really continue to drop, uh, the face flies will become inactive in those uh, secluded areas. However, as temperatures increase say in February and March, when the, or the day uh, temperature gets above 50, 53 degrees, they will break dormancy and come out. And that's when we also have a problem, a nuisance problem in many residential uh, homes because the flies will want to go outside and they'll seek uh, the area around a window. And uh, so that can be very problematic. And we've had a lot of those complaints over the last couple of years for face fly control now, I would suggest uh, using either a uh, poron, synthetic pyrethroid would be my choice, um, and make that application so that it focuses on the head area. An animal spray would be appropriate too, uh, but um, you need to target the, the head area of the animal because the, that's where the female face fly will be uh, feeding, uh, taking her... Uh, her food from the, uh, the eye area and uh, the, the nose area of, of an animal. So the last fly that we have uh, to deal with is a stable fly and that essentially, that fly will uh, be a pest until temperatures uh, start to really cool or we get our first hard freeze. And um, especially in Eastern Nebraska, we still may be plagued with that fly uh, into early October. Currently for uh, that fly, I would uh, strongly uh, encourage people to make a spray application to their livestock. And uh, that can be either done with a low pressure sprayer or a mist blower sprayer. And uh, that fly will overwinter uh, as, uh, as a pupa in the pupal form uh, of its uh, life cycle development and uh, then emerge in the uh, springtime when temperatures warm up. So those are the three flies that we've been dealing with, Aaron, over the last uh, month and a half. Dave, you mentioned a couple times the option of a pour-on, and this is the time of year when many cow-calf producers are having their cows pregnancy checked, and also a time of year when they're frequently maybe applying a pour-on product. 
mostly thinking about lice control for the upcoming winter. Maybe give a little perspective here in terms of timing on that and, and also timing with this fly control. Well, uh, yes, you bring up a very good point because I know a lot of people will, will only want to apply a, a, a treatment to pour on at, at uh, weaning time or when they work their cattle in the fall for lice control. And as, you, uh, as we've talked about already, the temperature has been very, very warm. Well, cattle lice are a, uh, a winter insect. So their development, uh, life cycle development, really doesn't start until temperatures really get cold. So if you apply a, a louse treatment now, a poron, usually an indectocide, chances are you may not uh, get all of the lice that may be there. Uh, some are, are still somewhat dormant. Uh, they're quiescent. They're not uh, reproducing. And uh, when we have daytime temperatures like we've experienced here a couple weeks ago in the high 80s and 90s, the skin temperature of an animal can exceed 100 degrees, and that is very detrimental to uh, cattle lice. So until temperatures really start to fall, I would not advise applying a, a pour-on for, for lice control until it's, it's much later in, in the in the fall, especially as temperatures really get cooler and stay cooler. But until then, we're not going to see lice uh, really um, multiply uh, that readily. So I guess what I hear you saying, Dave, is a poron applied now for some fly control may not be effective for lice control as we move through the fall. No, I would, I would not look at it in that respect. And uh, Another situation that has been developing, especially with the indectocide products, is uh, a thought of, of uh, resistance. If you uh, take a look at my tables of insecticides that I've recommended for fall uh, fly control, as far as porons, there's no indectocides listed there. And that's to help manage the possibility of resistance. So, um, a lot of times we've seen producers use multiple applications of indecticides over the, over the year. And that certainly can lead to uh, resistance. We have not been able to identify specifically yet uh, cattle lice resistance, but we, do, we are suspicious. So it's, it's very prudent to limit the uh, application or the number of applications of indecticides over the course of the year. Dave, anything else you think would be beneficial for producers to know and think about as they think about fly control as we move through the rest of this fall? Well, I, I think that uh, uh, certainly uh, if, if you still have a high population, uh, now's the time to, to take that population off because um, it will possibly reduce the, the number of, uh, especially in the case of horn flies, the number of Horn flies overwintering in your pastures. So uh, a fall application is really prudent because it can reduce uh, the overwintering population there on your on your ranch. So that's that's something to consider. Thanks again for joining me today, Dave. Thank you, Aaron. Well, for more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you can find more information on this topic.